Welcome to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Hello, everybody. Happy New Year still. The New Year still has that New Year smell to it, doesn't it? I love saying that. I only get to say it for so many times. So bear with me if you've heard me say that before. (laughs) I just love that. Sometimes I'm a very silly girl. And, you know, isn't that the joy of God revealing itself in jokes about the New Year smell? I think it is. I think it is. So I'm I'm filled with joy this morning. I'm I'm filled with excitement and I'm so grateful that we get to connect in this way. I know that we have many people listening live and I also know that the majority of people who listen to this show will be listening on download. And what I absolutely love about the world we live in now is we are able to transcend time and space by using technology. So we're using technology to support our spiritual practice and our spiritual awakening. And I think it's brilliant. And I'm so happy to participate in it with you. So let us begin with a prayer. Speaking of transcending time and space, let us begin with a prayer. As you well know, I always like to begin by placing my hand on my heart and our focusing in hand on our heart, taking a deep breath of love and centering into the breath, turning inward for even just a minute or two like this. It literally boosts our immune system for six hours and also incidentally When we get angry or frustrated or upset and we allow ourselves to go with that energy, it depresses our immune system for six hours. So as people who are aspiring to be masterful spiritual practitioners of love and light, we are calling ourselves back by placing our hand on our heart and taking these breaths right now together. So we're focusing inward. The kingdom is within, knowing that as we seek first the kingdom, all else is added unto us. We are grateful right now, giving thanks for the teachings of A Course in Miracles, giving thanks for our ability to cultivate our willingness, giving thanks that we are one with all life, one with the infinite mind of God, one with divine love, intelligence, all beauty, all peace, all harmony. So grateful that the spiritual qualities of life are nonstop, uninterrupted flow of good, and that this is our true identity. In this moment right now, together, we are focusing on walking the talk and truly living a course in miracles. Releasing the habits of blame and shame, regret and resentment, any of the ways that we've been playing small, taking ourselves out of a life of love, 
we're consciously placing all negative habits and beliefs, false ideas and false identities onto the holy altar fire of divine love and we're expanding into an awareness of ourselves as pure spirit. And we're cultivating the willingness to see all of our brothers and sisters as they truly are. And to represent wholeness and healing in our own life, in our community, in our family, in our workplace, in our spiritual community, in our church. We are grateful to be the love that we intend to know. In gratitude, we share the benefits with all. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Ah. So my topic this week is one of my all-time favorite topics, and I like to share about it, particularly at the beginning of the year, because there is still that extraordinary energy of of, well, for some people it's hopefulness, for some people it's intention, for some people it's aspiration, for some people it's resolution. And we're going to talk about all of these things today. And in this energy of high possibility, what I would like to share with you is something that I became aware of a number of years ago, and that was that I was actively playing small. I was actively in resistance and reluctance to shine the light of my spiritual identity in my life. I was actively playing small. And it was very painful for me because when I had this realization, I had been an agape licensed practitioner for a number of years, and I was in ministerial school. So I was really dedicating myself, at least externally, to ministry to a life of love and spiritual awakening, a life of service. And yet, every single day, I was so keenly aware of how resistant and reluctant I was to really be 100% in. Oh, and it was painful. It was painful because I could see where I was self-sabotaging. I could see where I was self-medicating. And I felt the pull. And here's the thing that was really so painful. I gave myself permission. I gave myself permission to engage in behaviors and thoughts that I knew were unloving and egotistical. And I honestly had the belief that, eh, you know, come on, what am I going to be perfect? I can't aspire to be perfect. I cannot aspire to really be holy myself, holy my spiritual identity. Who does that? Who does that? Maybe the Dalai Lama does that. But the Dalai Lama's been raised by monks since he was a, a toddler. 
I I can't expect that of myself. That is too much. No. And so I gave myself permission to complain. I gave myself permission to um, criticize others, to take offense, to become irritated and frustrated if I felt like it, and to hold a grudge. I gave myself permission to judge myself and other people. I gave myself permission to act like a victim sometimes. I gave myself permission to place so many other things ahead of my relationship with God, my spiritual practice, my true identity. And uh, yesterday I was offering a free class, which you can get the free download from my website, and it's, uh, I'll just tell you where it is, because it was a two-hour class, and we, we went into some depth on this totally free class. So if you go to jenniferhadley.com, on the homepage there, you'll see the icon for uh, Masterful Living class. And in the middle of the Masterful Living page and all the information about the class and how to register for it and all that, in the middle there are three free downloads. And the third one was the difference you can make in a year. And the other one is my number one tip for success and uh, the, the number one sabotaging thing that people do. So there are three actually free downloads you can get there. So I'm just referencing that because one of the people who called in and asked me a question or wrote in was saying, it seems so hard to do this, to, to really align with love. Why is it so hard? And I, I thought it was such a wonderful question. And it is one I've had many times, and it's one I've asked myself. And first of all, I want to say that making these kinds of inquiries is really smart. So there's the kind of inquiry that one can make that is a spiritual inquiry that's really useful and really helpful. And I teach a lot about that in my year-long class, Masterful Living. And because it's a very important, I call it one of the power tools, the ability to make uh, a masterful inquiry, a spiritual inquiry into what's really going on. Now, many of us are familiar with the, the question, why is this happening to me? Which usually happens with tears streaming down our face or as we're, we're pounding the desk or we're screaming to ourselves, why is this happening to me? That's, that's not necessarily a masterful inquiry. <laughs> but I do think that when we feel that level of frustration, we feel such a victim. Why is this happening to me again? When we're feeling that kind of energy and emotion, we can actually turn that around into a masterful inquiry. And we can start to remember to place our hand on our heart and say, I truly, from the depth of my being, I'd like to know what is going on here. Why is this happening to me? And how can I be masterful? How can I be masterful in this? A lot of times when we're asking that question, why is this happening to me? With such suffering, we're, ask, we're actually asking, who, who is to blame for this? 
who can I attack for having done this to me? Who is the jerk that is ruining my life? Why am I such an idiot? That's really the question. That's not masterful. Because there is full access to our divinity. And uh, one of the conversations I've been having lately with some of the students of Masterful Living is, what do you call it? Do you call it God? Do you call it Holy Spirit? I call it Higher Holy Spirit Self. So I always remember that I am not separate from the voice of wisdom. I am not separate from the higher self. I'm not separate from the I am presence. Now, I really love the I am presence. And to me, the Holy Spirit, the I am presence, God, divinity, it's all one. It really is all one. So I like to use words that remind me of that. So that's why I say higher Holy Spirit self. So we can learn to be masterful in asking these inquiries. And so we can ask. Now, I I will say this. When I was in training to be a science of mind practitioner at Agape, in the practitioner training, we're trained to be a spiritual counselor. We were trained not to ask the uh, person we're counseling why this was happening to them. However, I have since learned that we can ask why this is happening from not from a victim state, but from a, a high, awake, aware state of truly wanting to understand what is happening and why is it happening. And how can I transform this pattern? How can I transmute this pattern? How can I transcend this pattern? What must I know? What must I understand in order to dissolve and resolve and complete this pattern, detach from this pattern, expel this pattern from my way of being in the world? These are masterful questions. We must be willing. And here's the thing. When we start to ask these questions, we'll start to get those answers. The person who is actively playing small doesn't do that. The person who is actively playing small is the one who is saying, why is this happening to me? I can't stand this. No matter what I do, I can't seem to get ahead. When you're saying things like that, then you know you have agreed to play small. And you are holding yourself in a place of victimhood. Now the good news is, if you can't seem to get ahead, if it feels like it's consistently two steps forward, one and a half steps back, or something like that, if you consistently feel like you're treading water, or that you're off balance all the time, you don't ever seem to get your footing then that to me is what I'm calling playing small. And you can actually get some real traction and move out of it. But you've got to figure out what is going on. Now, you have maybe got the sense 
that it's too complex and you can't figure it out. And what I would remind you is, it's done unto you as you believe. (laughs) Now, many people, there is something about being in the position of playing small and experiencing life as being done to you. It's happening to you. You're a victim that feels so familiar that it's actually comforting. And it's exactly like when, in our, say, in our family situation or where we grew up, if we're used to people who speak unkindly to us, that feels familiar, and so it begins to feel comfortable. It begins to feel comfortable. So we must actively wake ourselves up. That's why I call the, my offerings as teachings spiritual espresso. So we can wake up. If you're not used to drinking espresso, it, woo, it wakes you up. <laughs> it activates you. So we can invoke a shot of spiritual espresso into the moment. Our higher Holy Spirit self, the I am presence, the infinite mind of God, our guides and angels, Jesus, Mother Mary, Quan Yin, all of these aspects of love and light are always available to assist us if we will but accept it. And we must ask. Ask and it is given. And it's, it's right there in A Course in Miracles. You have to ask for help. The Holy Spirit... Jesus, in Course in Miracles, Jesus tells us that he cannot interfere. The Holy Spirit cannot interfere. I point you to the section in, uh, I think it's chapter 2 or 3, on fear and conflict. And uh, actually, I'm going to go to that right now, where he talks about he cannot interfere. So we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna give you a chance to go to chapter two, section six, fear and conflict, and we'll be right back. This is Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Thank you for tuning in for Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. we're talking about taking dominion and being masterful so that we can stop playing small and truly access our magnificence. This is our spiritual responsibility and we can do it. We do it together. Now, in the course, one of my all-time favorite and most, to me, potent parts in the whole book is chapter 2, section 6 on fear and conflict. And if you go to um, paragraph 4, it says here, the correction of fear is your responsibility. When you ask for release from fear, you are implying that it is not. When we ask, when we ask heaven for release from fear, 
we're saying that it's happening to us and it's not of our own making. And, and this is so important to understand. So Jesus goes on to say, you should ask instead for help in the conditions that have brought the fear about. These conditions always entail a willingness to be separate. At that level, you can help it. So let me break this down for you. This is really important to understand. The reason that we feel afraid is because we have actively chosen to feel separate. We have in some way energized separation. Paragraph 5, it says here, Fear is always a sign of strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. It's so key to understand this. Uh, In Masterful Living, we talk a lot about heart-mind congruency. That if your heart and mind are not congruent, your heart is going one direction, your mind is going the other. In other words, in your heart, you're thinking, I'd like to be more loving. I'd like to be gentle and kind and forgiving. But in your mind, you're thinking, oh, that person is such an idiot. They, They should be punished. And I'd like to punish them. I am going to ignore them and I'm going to hold a grudge against them and I'm not going to talk to them anymore and I'm going to do everything I can to control and manipulate them to be like I think they should be. Well, then our heart it has is aspiring to be loving and our mind is aspiring, is, is, is focused on separation, on Absolute control, manipulation, and separation. The person who is focused in love would never choose control and manipulation. Ever. Ever. Control and manipulation are always tempting in all of our relationships. We can try to control and manipulate the telemarketer. We can try to control and manipulate the person behind the counter at the restaurant or the store. And you'll notice that you do. That is ego. We can relax into our heart. We really can and let love rule. When we don't, when we go into that control and manipulation, then what happens is we're saying, I don't trust God. I don't trust life. I don't trust the spiritual qualities of life to work for me. I don't know how to access them. So I must control and manipulate in order to get what I want. And I want what I want and I am going to do everything I can to get it. God is not going to give me what I want. I have to get it. So you see right there we are totally energizing and affirming separation. And that what we're doing is we're saying not only that we're separate from our brothers and sisters and we're trying to bend them to our will, but we're also saying that we're separate from God because God does not understand us. God is not for us. We must take matters in our own hands and control and manipulate through fear, through withholding, through giving to get, and all of these various ways that we control and manipulate the people in our lives, including ourselves. We control and manipulate ourselves with negative talk and shame and blame and regret and guilt and fear. 
So whenever we choose these thoughts of separation, the immediate byproduct of that is fear. Fear is always a sign of strain arising when whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. If what you want is to know your true spiritual identity, but what you do is in total conflict with that, then you will feel afraid. Why? What could be more frightening and terrifying than to be a somewhat awakened spiritual being that knows the nature of God, but does not live in accordance with what they know? What could be more terrifying than to live your life denying what you know? Now, last week in the the radio show, I was talking about the ways in which we actually strengthen the ego through our spiritual practice. And I really see this with a lot of Course in Miracles people. We have to be extremely mindful. Many Course in Miracles people actually deny what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. And they actually will say, it doesn't matter, it's just an illusion. But the thing is, everything that you're experiencing is a result of choices that have been made by you, by humanity, and you are there to make a new choice. And so if you don't feel the distress and the pain and the suffering, the fear, the anxiety, the worry that is caused by the choices you've made, how will you ever wake up and realize that you are the one who is deciding to be separate from God? So I invite you to really study this section of fear and conflict. It is so valuable. It's so potent. It will really assist you in waking up. Now, I also want to share... I'm going to take a sip of my tea here. I love my organic tea from the rainforest. Yum, yum. And this stop playing small concept. I have a three-week class that starts next week. It's on the phone and on the internet. And you can learn about that at jenniferhadley.com. Under the classes, stop playing small. It's also part of the uh, masterful living curriculum as well. What I realized a number of years ago, so I was setting out as a, a practitioner and a minister, and I felt such a strong calling. And one of the things that my my minister at Agape, Michael Beckwith, says to the ministers, and it's really, uh, it's heartening. He says, remember, God does not qualify, call the qualified. God does not qual- call the qualified. God qualifies those who are called, and all are called. So when we step up and we answer the call to be our true selves, and for me, I, I felt the calling to live a life of service and to share what I was learning through teaching. So I have a teaching ministry and a speaking ministry. 
uh, sharing ministry. And I love it. I share what I have learned. I Rather than sharing what I have read in books, because what I have read in books many times... I read it intellectually, understood it, and I thought, yeah, that's true, I know that. But I didn't live in accordance with it. So what I share in my classes is what I've learned to live in accordance with. And it's not easy. It's very, very challenging and difficult. And that is what motivates me to share. Because the more successful I am in simply being loving and compassionate and letting truth be the master of my life the more yummy my life is. And I hope that by sharing, I intend, I aspire that by sharing, others will recognize that they too can live masterfully and live in accordance with truth. The truth is always available to us and truth is absolutely liberating. So what I realized was, as I said at the beginning of the show today, I had so much resistance and reluctance to be wholly committed to a life of love. And I so frequently gave myself permission to take myself out of the game. And it was disheartening. I felt that I didn't have spiritual maturity. I felt that I didn't have spiritual stick-to-itiveness and strength. That I, I wasn't disciplined. Even though it seemed like I was disciplined on the surface, emotionally I wasn't able to keep commitments of love. And there are times now when I still find it challenging. Very, very challenging. But I aspire to be wholly committed, wholly available to love and to God. And the more that I do this work and keep this commitment and strengthen myself and develop that endurance of being able to really say, no, I am committed, I am constant. And to demonstrate the spiritual quality of constancy, of devotion, then what I notice is I am more successful as a teacher, as a minister. I love to be able to give away things for free. I give away as many free classes as I possibly can and still am able to pay my staff and pay my bills. I live very frugally because I love to give away so much. And I I literally now am uh, dependent upon tithes in order to pick up the slack so that I can offer more and more free classes. So if you are someone who has tithed to me, thank you. I really appreciate it because it makes it possible for me to offer so many free things. And I I get so many emails and comments every day from people all over the world who are benefiting from the free things that your tithes make possible. So thank you. Thank you very much. And... You are helping others. You are supporting your brothers and sisters in doing that and and supporting me in doing what I do 
and I'm very grateful. Now, there was a time when I didn't know how I would be able to pay my rent or pay my bills. And I had a lot of fear. And what I can honestly say to you now, it's very rare that I feel any fear. And it's because I've been able to really take this fear and conflict section in the course, in the text, chapter 2, section 6, and work it backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. Yep, it's it's not easy to do, and that's why we gather together. Now, what I would like to share is that one of the ways that we play small is we focus on memorizing these things. And as I said last week, strengthening the ego by means of our spiritual practice. The enlightened person, the awakened person knows that our spiritual life, our spiritual practice is every minute, that it's not just a period of time in the morning or at night or something like that, that as the Course says, all thoughts produce form at some level. And in fact, that is uh, the beginning, the end of this section on fear and conflict in paragraph 9, where it says... Everyone experiences fear, yet it would take very little right thinking to realize why fear occurs. Few appreciate the real power of the mind, and no one remains fully aware of it all the time. However, if you hope to spare yourself from fear, there are some things you must realize, and realize fully. The mind is very powerful and never loses its creative force. So our thoughts are always creating our experience. It never sleeps. The mind never sleeps. Every instant it is creating, even in our dreams. Don't we know that? It is hard to recognize that thought and belief combined into a power surge that can literally move mountains. Now think about this. It's saying here, it is hard to recognize that thought and belief can bind into a power surge that can literally move mountains. Why is it hard for us to recognize that? Here's what I think when I read this section. This is what came to me when I read this the first time. If I really knew that all of my thoughts created my experience... And I knew that I gave myself permission to attack over and over and over again. And to think thoughts of lack. To think that I wasn't good enough. To think that there was something wrong with me. Then I would have to take responsibility for what I've created. And for many people, the idea of taking responsibility for what they've created is horrifying. And they will do anything to avoid that responsibility. So they look to others to blame and they sacrifice their life in order to be a victim so that they can blame others and hide from the recognition 
that there are thoughts and belief combined into a power surge that can literally move mountains. They hide from that awareness. And they occupy their mind instead with the thoughts of lack and attack. And then they feel afraid and guilty and ashamed and not good enough. And they wonder, why is it so hard to simply focus on love? Why? Because when you focus on love, you've got to take full responsibility. And you know what? There comes a tipping point where it is your joy to take full responsibility. Well, it's time for our break. So right now, I'll just say it's my joy to let you know I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Living a Course of Miracles, Walking the Talk on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Today, I stand firmly in my faith. I meet life courageously and confidently, seeing beyond appearances to underlying good. Through faith, I overcome every limitation. I know that God's power within me is greater than any situation I may have to meet or overcome. God is greater than any condition or circumstance. Through faith, I am fearless and free. This inspirational message is brought to you by Daily Word. Daily Word. Inspiration and practical teachings to help people of all faiths live healthy, prosperous, and meaningful lives. Give Daily Word to yourself or a friend and give the gift of hope, joy, peace, and encouragement. Order your subscriptions today online at dailyword.com. How's life working for you? Would it be okay with you if it got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful, more vibrant? Join Reverend Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for spiritual coaching, creating a vibrant life. Each week, Carla visits with leading-edge coaches as they explore the sacred purpose and stunning results of this exciting and emerging coaching model. Together, they reveal the secrets and successes of this transformational process. Call in and join the discussion as Carla creates a safe and sacred space to dialogue about real life and real world transformations. That's Spiritual Coaching, Living a Vibrant Life with Reverend Carla McClellan. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Now, back to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk. So we're talking about why we play small and changing that so that we can access our magnificence. And uh, to that end, I would like to let you know, in case you don't already, I have a daily 
email that I send out. It's my daily blog. I call it my splog because it's so spiritual. <laughs> it's a splog instead of a blog. And my daily blog consists of insight, inspiration that is valuable to me. And I also send the phone number for or the, down, the link to connect to my power prayer. So every day I record a new prayer and uh, you can call that number. In fact, I'll give it to you right now and just I'll give you a chance to grab a pen and a piece of paper. Um, so I have a daily prayer. It's a Southern California number. So if it costs you if that's a toll call for you, you'll you'll get uh, a charge. It's 760-569-6005. That's my daily power prayer. Again, it's 760-569-6005. So you can call that number 24-7 and listen to whatever the prayer of the day is. And um, today it's for uh, accessing your magnificence. And on my daily blog, you again, you can subscribe to it. Then you get the reminder. And, you know, some people don't like to get too many emails. I totally understand that. Now, here's the thing. You can set the intention that whenever you see that daily email from me, even if you don't read it, The minute you see it, even if you just click on it and delete it, you can just say, I'm one with that prayer. And I'm one with the many people from all over the world who are praying in that prayer field with Jennifer. And wouldn't that make a difference? Right? The power of our belief and thought combines our, sorry, Our thought and belief combine into a power surge that can literally move mountains. And you know what? It can move a mountain of crap. A mountain of crap in our own life. If we are willing. And so combining our thoughts and beliefs and going in one direction, heart, mind can grow it. So we really hold our beliefs in our heart, thoughts, if you will, in our mind. Although there is a mind in our heart and there is a heart in our mind, we are aligning ourselves. We're setting that intention. Prayer works. So let us be in prayer together. only takes a couple minutes a day. And uh, so I invite you to subscribe at jenniferhadley.com on the blog page for the daily spiritual espresso, my daily prayer. At the end of this paragraph nine in the cause, in the fear and conflict section, uh, here we're talking about it is hard to recognize that thought and belief combine into a power surge that can literally move mountains. This is so key. It appears at first glance that to believe such power about yourself is arrogant, but that is not the real reason you do not believe it. You prefer to believe that your thoughts cannot exert real influence because you're actually afraid of your thoughts. This may ally, allay rather, awareness of the guilt, but at the cost of perceiving the mind as important, impotent. If you believe that what you think is ineffectual, you may cease to be afraid of it, but you are hardly likely to respect it. 
There are no idle thoughts. All thinking produces form at some level. This is the thought that terrifies most people. So this is why my whole ministry is around responsibility. Responsibility. It's about our ability to respond moment by moment by seeking the kingdom first, by choosing love, by finding the heart in our mind and the mind in our heart and aligning them so that we're heart-mind congruent. That's what puts us in the power seat. And you know what? There's no question that it's daunting. There is no question that it can feel overwhelming. But here's the thing. We do not go alone because we go with God. We go with the Holy Spirit. If we choose, we go with Jesus, with Mother Mary, with Kuan Yin, with the angels. Course in Miracles talks about the angels being with us. Mighty beings walk with us in the invisible realm. It is pure arrogance to think that we're ever alone. Isn't that the primary thought of separation, that we're alone? That we don't have the ability to be our true self, to be our true identity? Now, Course in Miracles talks about reality is not the illusion. And the 3D experience that we have of life on earth is the illusion. And reality is unchangeable. It is our divinity, our divine life. But right now, our awareness is focused in the illusion, in the 3D experience. So one intention that we can set is that reality governs our every thought. True reality, unchanging reality. God governs our every thought. And truth is the master of our life. So truth is the teacher of the humble. Time is the teacher of the proud. Truth is the teacher of the humble. Time is the teacher of the proud. If you notice that you are learning the same lessons over and over and over again, you're playing small. You can learn by accessing truth. When we seek the kingdom first, we're seeking truth first and above all. If we love our opinions and our judgments and we cherish them and we treat them like false idols, then we'll be learning over time. Time will seem to be our teacher. Time is nothing. Time is an illusion. Truth is real. So we can learn by accessing truth, but if we cherish and worship our opinions and judgments, We will be denying our access to truth. Right? So think of, is there anyone in your life that has been in self-sabotage mode and you gave them a simple kernel of truth and they said, oh, uh, I don't believe that. And you watch them. Suffer and suffer and suffer as they try to learn in time and space. Falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up. Making the same self-sabotaging, self-medicating mistakes over and over and over again. When we do that, 
we are idolizing our opinions and judgments, even our negative opinions about ourselves. We are cherishing them. It's really intense, isn't it? It's really intense. It's not easy, not claiming that it's easy. So this is why the Course talks about our little willingness. We must cultivate that. We must be willing. So going back to what I was sharing at the beginning of the show, making masterful inquiries, beginning to truly value What is it about this thought that I'm not good enough that I cherish? Of what benefit do I think this thought is to me? Of what benefit do I think controlling and manipulating my child, my spouse, my co-worker, my boss, my employee, of what benefit do I really think that is to me? You will notice if you are controlling and manipulating anyone in your life, you're attempting to, that you do not trust God. And every time you try to control, manipulate, or coerce, you are actively affirming, I do not trust God. Divine order does not exist here in this experience. I must take control. I must be the God of my universe. And so you're affirming that what you value most is separation. You'll create conflict and you'll experience that conflict. So when you recognize that conflict, you can change your mind in that moment. And what I have learned to do is I partner up. I partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. And when I feel conflict and distress, irritation and frustration, I I recognize I am choosing separation. Thank God my body reacts like a divine alarm clock going off saying danger, danger, danger. It's an alarm system. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Choose love. So let's do that right now. I invite you to place your hand on your heart again with me. And let us choose love right now. Let us aspire this year to set our intention to stop playing small and to truly be masterful. To recognize the value of our true identity. We are grateful and thankful to share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone. In grace and gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. And listen, if you'd like to register for Masterful Living, we're just getting started. So jenniferhadley.com has all the details. Go get your free downloads there, too. I love you. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Join us every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time for more tools and insights into how to express your beliefs from moment to moment, every day, in every way. 
Living a Course in Miracles, Walking the Talk, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by JenniferHadley.com, a global resource providing tools, insight, and support for those seeking to live a Course in Miracles every day, in every way. Online at www.jenniferhadley.com. While there, we invite you to visit Jennifer's blog, where you can join with a community of like-minded people who have become Jennifer's prayer partners through her daily power prayer. Like them, you can enjoy this extra support as you come to walk your talk and live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Do you think you know all you want to know about the characters in the Bible? Do you know who could be called the king who loved too much? Or what it means to be a Jezebel? Or that the best love story in the Bible begins with the declared commitment of two women? The Bible's symbolic meaning can help you transform your life and discover the presence and power of God within you. Find out what these characters can teach you about your own life today by tuning into Biblical Power for Your Life. Each week, co-hosts Rev. Karen Tudor and E.J. Niles present a Bible character from a historical, cultural, psychological, and symbolic perspective. Your comments and questions are part of this lively discussion. Tune in every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, and power up your life only at Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. message is universal, uniting, empowering, and transformational. Carrying this message to the world with the power of music and song are scores of singers and songwriters who dedicate their extraordinary gifts to helping heal the world and spread the message of unity and oneness. These are the Messengers of Unity. We salute the Messengers of Unity. to Pazapalooza, music that matters with host Richard McDesey to hear the music and the artists who are changing the world one song at a time. Fridays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on this message from Daily Word. Is something in your life causing you concern? Don't be discouraged. The presence of God is peace and harmony, healing and creative ideas, is with you every moment of every day, providing the help you need. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. You are a spiritual being, blessed with all that you need for happiness and fulfillment. God's wisdom will guide you. God's strength will help you do all that you need to do. And God's joy will lighten your heart with hope and courage. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. 